Hello and welcome to Mark and Zach the Outsiders podcast show. Hope you are well and thank you for tuning in. My name is Zach and uh, I am joined in this episode as ever by Mark and we have a very special guest for you who I will announce in a moment. Um, This series is about confidence in our world, in ourselves and we've um, had 10 episodes so far on this subject. This is our final episode of this series and uh, it's been a real pleasure to do it. Um, This is a very special episode. We have another interview. Um, So last week we had Vanessa the Wellbeing Blogger. This week we have Benny the Stoic and we recorded it earlier in the week um, while we had a good internet connection. So please do be aware that we, Benny lives in the Netherlands and uh, Mark lives in Solihull. I live in Maidstone and uh, the magic of the internet brought us together there were a few little glitches, which is why I'm recording this intro for you today. So before I hand over to Benny, I would just like to explain this is our last episode of this series. We're going to be taking a quick break um, for the next few weeks while Mark and I come up with another exciting development, um, which we will be uh, presenting to you very soon. Um, But please do continue to dive into our archives. We now have a huge backlog of podcasts that we've recorded for over a year, um, all of different interests, different parts of our lives, different aspects that you might want to uh, dive into and, and gain some knowledge and some wisdom for. Please do like and subscribe to us as normal and uh, like us on your favourite podcast platform. That helps to boost our numbers and we're very grateful for it. And please do email or comment or send us send us a word just so we know that you're there. If you wish to say hello, we'll always reply back. So settle back pour yourself a glass of something or indeed make yourself a cup of tea or coffee sit back and listen with benny the stoic padawan and his ideas on life on philosophy and on how being good to ourselves can help us with our confidence look forward to seeing you in a few weeks take care so let me first of all say hi benny can you hear me yeah i can hear you perfect thanks mark yeah, hi zach how are you doing? Very good. And I was going to say, hello, Zach. <laughs> ah. How are you doing, Zach? <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, doing well. Thank you very much. How are you, Mark? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm very intrigued to hear about Benny's uh, Mission Impossible. So we understand, Benny, that you're back again on terra firma, back on this side of the planet in Amsterdam or in Holland somewhere. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I'm in the southern part of the Netherlands now after I've traveled uh, for a few months uh, from the U.S. down to Mexico, Costa Rica and back to to Mexico and then came back uh, just in time for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. That was one of the reasons why I came back. And uh, yeah, and it's good to be back now and I'll stay here for at least until October. They've got another celebration for the same event Uh, and then my sister's expecting a, a baby. So it's all good to be back, and especially now that the weather's gone a little bit better, it's uh, it's, it's easier to, to just uh, enjoy the time here. I don't know how it's how is it in the UK? Is it, is it the same like spring is in the air? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, it's it, lovely, yes, yes, bright and today. sunny. Yeah, bright and sunny. Today was a bit cold though. Um, today being the bank holiday Monday in the UK, it's bank holiday for everyone. And uh, yeah, same here. Yeah, was it? Okay. And yesterday, all my neighbours had barbecues, so I had to shut all the windows, and it was very hot because I don't like the smell of barbecues. Um, Wow. (laughs) 
But today, are you allergic? Are you allergic to barbecue, Zach? I just, I, I just prefer things to be cooked in the oven. Really. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Well, next yeah. time we have a, bar- a barbecue, I'll, I'll, I'll cross you off the list, Zach, or leave you inside, <laughs> yeah. one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stay indoors. I'll I'll just help you through the beers. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't doubt. <laughs> okay, well, well, it's good, Benny. It's good to have you back. It's lovely to have a returning visitor. And um, so, what what we'd love to hear about is what maybe you had gained or the insights you've gained from being on the road for all those months. What what are the main learnings or insights you gained from this trip? Um, the insights that I got from it were, uh, and that came at the most of the end of the trip, that I was more grateful to be in the moment with people around me. Because if you travel, you have to say goodbye a lot. You meet a lot of new people, especially the people that and, and animals. Because I was watching, uh, you know, pets at houses, cats and animals. So, and you 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 spend three weeks with them. You create a little bit of a bond. You know, you become like a little family for a few weeks. And then you pack your bags and you leave. So what I've really learned from that period of time is to be grateful to be in the moment with the people that I am with. So, for example, now as well with my parents, you know, I get to visit my family, uh, some close friends. And I think that that was one of the main lessons that I took away from it, just to be in that moment and to be happy when you are with the people. It's still sad when you say goodbye, but you get to deal with it a little bit better. So I think that for me, that was one of the biggest things. And and as your, you know, your umbrella topic on this series is confidence, uh, that was a, it's been a very big confidence boost for me as well, to know that I can rely on myself, that I can pack up real quick, that I can settle in right, quite fast, to feel, feel like at home. I think that that is an important feeling. For example, I don't really have that sense of where my home is in a specific location in the world, but it is where I bring it. It is where I, you know, where I go and that's where I want to feel at home. So that's been, and it's still a process that I'm learning to kind of develop within myself, but I feel like I'm making, you know, big steps towards just being able to be in that moment and the time and place where I am and feel at home, at least make it so. Is it, um, is it something that you wanted to do? I mean, is it something you've done before? Have you been traveling like some people travel after school when they finish school before university or something like that. Had you done this sort of thing before or was this completely new? Um, this long and moving around as much, that was quite new. But I've, I've done my traineeship in Malaysia when I was in uni for six months. I lived there. Um, after I finished, I moved to Spain for uh, seven years and I moved around there, moved to houses a few times, you know, different places, Granada, Malaga, Cadiz, and then I moved to Dubai. So I have been living abroad for a long period of time of my life, but this was quite different because one, I wasn't really working. I didn't have a full-time employment or any kind of job. I was working my own stuff. So that adds a little bit of the, especially when it came to January, when I suddenly, you know, realized that I always said before January, I said like, oh, I can last my money until next year. And then suddenly January was there and that next year was gone. So you think about, okay, where's money coming from? So that is an added um, factor into the traveling. But um, I think, yeah, it was quite different because I had sold everything when I left Dubai. So I was only just traveling with my backpack, with a set of clothes, a few books, um, and my writing gear. So I think that that was 
a different sensation than when you move a house and you go and live somewhere for a year. So yeah, it was it was different, but it was a great experience. And I hopefully in November I can pick it up again. Ah, so you're going to go and hit the road again in November? That's that's my plan. Yes, I'm, I'm going to go to Panama, and then hopefully from there make it down uh, south to. Yeah, to like the southern part of the Americas. I, I really also, one thing that I noticed is that I really lo- loved speaking Spanish. It was just a great experience to to learn all the different dialects, to speak Spanish and to challenge myself mentally a little bit on that level as well. You know, Dutch mainly in my, my dialect and I love speaking English, but that just, it, I don't know, Spanish has a different kind of feel to it, a different rhythm different livelihoods so I really enjoy that it's interesting the, the language element do you think because as you said well we are focusing on our theme at the moment of confidence do you think the language speaking a language is a, is a confidence issue oh yes and and before I was working as an English teacher in Spain and Dubai and you could tell by students if, if you show them that it's it's okay to make a mistake it's okay to just try and then they, you could see their attitude their body posture would, would change and they would speak because at first they would go teacher i can't speak and i was like yes you're doing it now you know slowly little by little and you could see their their posture like changing and, and their, their attitude towards learning because at first there was just a mind being shut but as long as they as soon as they saw that they were able to do it even little by little they would change their attitude so i think confidence is such a big factor and in, in communicating it in, 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 from the beginning, you know, with language, body language, just interaction between people, but then learning another language, yes, confidence is, and also you know, getting rid of that kind of maybe embarrassment of making mistakes. I think that that is the biggest step because when I lived in Spain and I didn't speak any Spanish at the beginning, I had conversations with people and we were talking about completely different topics, you know, <laughs> at one point you just laugh at it and say, like, okay, no, it's uh, we're learning here. It's fine. So that was a uh, yeah. That's that's a great you know um, aspect of learning a new language. Yeah, I, rem- I remember um, when I was in China. I mean, this was you know probably. I think I've had a couple of aha moments relating to to this language situation. Once in China, when I was actually starting to learn it, and actually uh, met up with um, a family member who came to visit, and they were sort of expecting me to be the the leader on the way as I was taking him around the Great Wall, you know, in China and everything. And uh, I found myself asking for directions to certain points in Chinese. And that was like such a buzz that actually some of it had stuck in there and actually I'd started to evolve. And it does, it shoots the the levels of self-belief and confidence up. So, you know, this, this language thing is another element of the things we're uncovering here. Uh, obviously, we've been focusing predominantly on creativity, but language, you know, the ability to communicate is is fundamental. Uh, so, yeah, it's good to hear. I was just going to say it's interesting um, how I've noticed, especially whether it's an, um, with English. I mean, I don't have the experience that you two have got. I've been on holidays, of course, but not to the not, not worked and had to live abroad. But I have noticed that there's a lot of English people that I've seen on holidays, there's a fear towards, make, as you say, making themselves look stupid, I think, and not wanting to uh, embrace the language. But but that sort of is balanced in a way in the fact that a lot of English people don't really have to because when they go to mm-hmm. Spain or um, to Italy or wherever, 
there's a lot of English restaurants and a lot of English speaking workers. So the, it sort of takes away the need to do that. I suppose it's different on holiday than it would be if you're working in that environment. You have to uh, embrace the language. Yeah. But um, I think the important thing, as, as we've said in a lot of our podcasts this series, is about giving it a go and, and just taking on the challenge. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And that's the same thing with you know, what you talked about, the creativity part. It's also the same thing to just do it, to go ahead and, and, and do it and make those mistakes. And well, with creativity, you can argue whether you make mistakes or what everything is just a learning curve. But it's and, and there comes language like I use language in my creativity and my creative outlet as well. My blog and, and those daily tweets that I write, they've morphed into poetry, people say. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a poet. And even a friend of mine said, he said, you can see how you are evolving with your language use, with your, uh, the use of words, uh, the, the use of feelings, of emotions. And, that, and that's great. And I look back at it and it's, it, it hasn't really evolved. And I think part of it is that um, being able to let go of the, the break, you know, that mental break of like, oh, what are people going to think? What are people going to, how people are going to judge me? Are people going to say funny things about it? Mm-hmm. And I, I realized, you know, this is what I want to do and, and let's do it. And I think that that is one of those where you combine confidence, creativity, and you make this really nice um, combination where things can happen and, and you can really flourish as a person. 100%. Absolutely true. Yeah. It's funny when you put yourself in these positions where you're just out of your comfort zone and you have to respond uh you know talking about poetry i i did uh, i did a reading um on several occasions actually in both in budapest and and when i was in in china uh where the majority of the people didn't understand <laughs> you know you smell a lot of people listening at these events and i was thinking well i can't really do it in chinese or i couldn't do it in hungarian or uh, what i did uh, as I push myself and you you know, when you're standing up in front of quite a lot of people, it, that in itself takes out a lot of you, you know, a lot out of you. Um, but then I decided just to dive in and I did some introductions in both of those languages, but I did the reading. And, and what I did was I got someone to translate for me because clearly that's, you know, it's also in the, um, the actual, understanding and and the translation aren't aren't literal they've got to be expressed and it's also very subjective as to how you understand those the meanings and the words but it was um yeah i mean it's it's incredible when you can just release and communicate and try and uh, do something a little bit more outlandish a little bit more you know out there um it really does get the, the blood pumping and you do feel like it but you know you're actually in touch with the world a bit rather than looking at everything from the outside, which is what we've been talking about, you know, throughout the whole podcast programs. So it's good to hear another soulmate out there doing these things. So good on you, Benny. As I was listening to you, I think one big aspect is also that, that being able to make yourself vulnerable. I think that that is, if you look at the artists uh, who created these things, they've usually come from a moment of struggle or a moment of, hardship and then they allow themselves to be vulnerable to the outside or at least maybe to a canvas or to a, to a piece of paper or you know to a, on a stage you know as uh, Zach with the with his plays and all these uh, you know in the theater 
I think that that is finding your own, you know, canvas to explore your vulnerability will, you know, will make you reach so many new things that you've never imagined. And, and some, you know, even with my writing, some people that tell me, yeah, some of them I don't really get, you know, this, and then I read them back and it's like, oh yeah, this went beyond my, my own mind as well. And that's fine. You know, that's good. You just, you, you go. And, and I think sometimes you need to let go of all of that, you know, to, to be really, but as you said, you need to have that certain confidence in yourself to be able to feel secure to allow yourself to be vulnerable to the world because that's what artists do, right? You pour out your heart. And nowadays, especially with social media and with all these platforms, it's so much easier for people to critique you. But then you've got to set that aside and say, oh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, if you don't like it, well, don't read it. You know, that's, the, that's their choice. If only people thought thought it was that easy, rather than uh, <laughs> complaining and v the vitriol that comes at people's way. It's the same with television. When people complain about a program, it's like, well, you, there are other channels. You can turn it over or turn it off. It's you know, you don't have to sit through it. You're not being forced to. And um, I think you're right. It's important to express to have that freedom to express yourself truthfully. I've got um, another. I've got another question for you, uh, Benny, because I, I understand you're back at home again now, and uh, as you know, that's a similar situation to me. Um, I, I'm wondering how. Of course, it's it's the honeymoon period right now for you, sort of early days, and everything's all sort of very nice and friendly and all of that. But I wonder whether you might be tempted to sort of be putting your big toe out of the door sooner than November. <laughs> <laughs> well actually i have a little trip planned next week so i'm going to go to spain gonna go to poland to visit some friends but that was that was already in the books and i wanted to travel i've i've had some 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 things lined up and i've met some people also through well i, I regained contact connection with some old friends they were also into stoicism and philosophy um, he's actually a, a, a Greek, so I might go and meet him in Spain and we'll do some discussions and talk. Uh, no, I understand what you're saying. And the good thing is that my older sister, she also moved back. So she's, well, she's in Spain right now. But, uh, so it's, it's not just me, it's her. And, and we have great philosophical conversations. And we, like, she has a dog here, so I walk the dog almost every day. And when she's here, we go on long walks. And it's really nice to have uh, someone there. And one thing that she... She mentioned to me, which was really interesting, when she started, when she moved back here and started seeing things from uh, her childhood, right, to, to see kind of uh, patterns, to see kind of ways of interaction. And then you realize like, oh, wait a minute, now things start to click on how, why I respond to certain things and why I do things like, you know. So I think it was, it was great to have that um, way of looking at it. And I've used that as well. But if I have to be honest, my parents are quite happy that I'm here and I'm trying to help out as much as I can. And as you said, it but it is a it's been nice and as i said i've been very grateful to be able to spend this time after living so many years abroad and i'll be able to spend some time with them and it's it's nice you know we we cook together we do all these things and they leave me just at my own when i need to do my stuff and but it is it is different and i think for the, i think the, i don't know how you experienced that the mental shift of because obviously it's not that it's quite an outsider uh, way of living right so you're moving back to your parents it's not something that everybody does so it is that, a that is 100 percent for sure benny i'm surrounded by all those people that, that have never done that and uh you know living in the suburb, suburbs of sunny solely hull in the uk where everybody is living you know uh, as they have for 20 
30 odd years, you know, in their sort of their standard house with family, etc. I mean, I feel it just totally out of water, even after all this period of time. It's it's surreal. And and I was gonna say, I mean, I'm sure your parents are equally delighted and shocked at the same time that they thought, now we want to relax, they've all come back again. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because Zach, as you know, uh, unfortunately lost his his dad. And um, I'm back with my parents and you're back with yours. And it's funny, we've all kind of moving back into that circle of life again. It's 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 a weird, weird transition, all of these things happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's right. It is a strange one. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I could never experience because my mum died 24 years ago. So it's. There's no, um, I'm, I'm, I was, I was thinking the other day, I know it's a morbid thought and I don't wish to bring down the, uh, the conversation. You know, I was thinking of the Thraves line, I'm next, I'm next on the hit list. And, uh, that's not a very nice thing to think, but again, I'm looking at it from a philosophical point of view is that it means I've got to live my life and enjoy every day. Yeah, and I think that uh, that is the way to approach it because I, my parents are in their 70s. You can really see that they're getting older and especially being so up close with them. And my, my dad has a vineyard and he has a big garden and you can see him working. And he, he decided that this is going to be the last year with the vineyard. He's going to take out all the, the, the trees at the end of the uh, season because it's just too much. And you can slowly see that they're getting older. And then I like I have those same thoughts as you, Zach. Those like kind of uh, you can call it morbid, but you know you can you, you I always like kind of project that at one point you're not going to be here, right? Mm. That's just a reality, and uh, and that's I think if I look at what the Stoic say in Epictetus, he has a kind of morbid thing to say at, uh, in one of his books. He says uh, when you put your child to bed at night. Uh, whisper or give a kiss and whisper uh, tomorrow you will die and that's a morbid thing to say but that is uh, a practicing gratitude it is practicing okay i've got to use every single moment that i have with these people or with these things because tomorrow it might be the last time and and i think that for me i use it from a point of strength point of of uh, uh, yeah life that this is this is the time to really live and we only have this this moment to live it so you can look at it from the negative side. It's like, oh, then it's going to be the end. Or you can look at it from, no, now is the time to, to appreciate it. Because so many people, they just go through life and they never appreciate it until that moment when it's gone. And then what? You know, that's so I think, yeah, I, I, I share those kind of thoughts. And it's not always easy for people to relate to them. But I think it's, uh, it helps me at least to really appreciate more the, uh, where I am right now. 